What does it mean to pray according to God's will? So I'm, 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 I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to just bring you guys through just some of the emotional uh, battles. And if I'm being too transparent, I'm sorry. Uh, you, you know, I was, I was sitting in the hospital and uh, the week that Logan was diagnosed, and it was a really hard week. When you go from your child going in because he's got a cough, and then that turns into something so great that, I mean, he has cancer, a mass that's the size of a football in his chest. It was pretty tough. So we were in complete shock over this. And so the, the outpouring of support that we got was astronomical. And I'm not just saying that. It was beyond what I could describe. So we went straight into this zone of praying. And it was like, Lord, praying. And, you know, I'm thinking of all the songs. This is how I fight my battle. And the battle belongs to the Lord. And faith is the victory. And I know the master of the sea and the maker. You know, I'm like, everything I've ever known, I'm, I'm pulling out. And I know prayer changes things. And I'm putting all this into action. And I began to ask God to step in, take over, bring healing, do a miracle. Although I'm stressing the death, it's this battle. It's, you know, faith is a battle. I can understand why uh, when they were going through it that Peter steps out of the water and he got afraid. And you're saying, but Jesus is right there. Well, have you ever been walking on the water? I mean, like, don't judge the dude. I mean, it's terrifying. There's things that you're walking by faith that is just simply terrifying. And I had people that sent me the message, and they, they meant so good. And, and, and guys, I'm not denying. Just let me tell you how I was feeling, okay? People sent me the message and said, we are praying for Logan's healing if it is God's will. And I'm, I'm just sitting there thinking, you could have just said the first statement. You know, I would have been okay with the first statement. Just, we're praying for Logan's healing. Because in order to say, if it's God's will, you're saying that it might be God's will for your son to die. And I don't care who you are, when you're praying and your battle is against cancer, you're going down. But if it's God's will for your son to die, I have no chance, no matter how I pray. So there's a, there's a mental battle that goes on in your mind that is different than what you would face in any other circumstance. And then, so I'm, I'm struggling with this. And to be honest, I've watched a lot of people die. And I think that's what's made this harder for me than it has been for even, even Jordan and Logan and Morgan and all them other stuff because I've been with people as they've passed. I've been with people as they've died of cancer. I've been with people that have they've struggled. I've been with a lot of people in the hospital. That's part of my job. So, I, so I'm just thinking, is that Logan's future as well? And, and even when they have passed, people have said, well, it just wasn't God's will to heal them. So now I'm thinking, am I praying for the will of God or for what I want? How do, you, how do I choose? And if, if they are two different things, if the will of God is for him to die, and I'm praying for him to be healed, am I praying in two different directions? And you might say it doesn't work like that, but I'm just telling you where I was at. So I, did, I didn't want to pray against the will of God. I didn't want to pray in that way. So this battle broke out in my mind, and I was afraid if it was God's will for my son to die of cancer. So now I'm afraid to pray for God's will. Every time I went and said, Lord, your will be done, I'm thinking, no, 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 unless it's that. And if it is, please, 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 please don't do your will. <laughs> I, I know this probably sounds stupid to a lot of people, but I'm just telling you that's, that's where it was because I have, I have done hundreds of funerals where people afterwards have come up and said, well, we prayed for the healing, but it just wasn't God's will. And I'm just thinking, I've seen the other side of it. So it's not just a theory of this. So I was, if I was thinking, and by praying for the will of God, and if that is God's will, am I praying and asking God to take my son? Then the question is, how does a dad pray like that? 
You know what I'm saying? And then putting yourself in that situation, uh, like even praying it out loud and praying with Logan and saying, Lord, I want you to heal him unless you don't want to. You know, I was like, and then Logan be like, Dad? You know, I was like, I think we just don't need prayer tonight. You know, I was like, you know. So I just could not wrap my mind around it because Jesus came to give life. Jesus, Jesus is for me, not against me. And the Bible talks about how God works through our heart's desires. And he's a good father that knows how to give good gifts to his children. And God is for family. And God teaches us to fight for family. And God teaches us to fight for life. And you talk about the value of life, and I'm praying for life. And I'm saying, would you, would you say the same thing that was debating uh, abortion? You're just like, well, I'm praying maybe to see if it's God's will for, for me to take my child through abortion. And you say, no, don't ever pray for that. Why? Because God loves life. God gives life. You don't, if somebody was praying about having suicide or taking their life in suicide, and you say, well, just pray about it. You say, no, you don't pray about that. God is for life. Then I'm praying for the life of my children. Well, maybe God's will is for him to die. I'm like, what? <laughs> How is God for life, for life, for life? And then now I'm praying. And you're just sitting there. Well, it's so clear in my mind. Well, you weren't on a bedside <laughs> as they're talking about your kid dying. So I, it was a lot for me to process. And if you were to say, do you want the will of God for your life? Well, yeah, I do. Of course I do. Who would not want the will of God? But then I, it hit me that... If this was it, I don't want to pray that way anymore. So can the two contradict themselves? So, and was I going through spiritual warfare? Absolutely. And I can tell you, I don't care if you're a pastor or not, anybody here, you go through spiritual warfare. You're going to battle things and confusion and things are going to upset you and things, things are just hard. So I did what I know to do as a Christian. I went on a journey to figure this out. And I would, I would venture to say this, I'm still on a journey to figure this out, but I want to teach you guys what God has taught me. So where do you, where do you, I, I know prayer is me talking to God, but how does God talk to me? Christians? Through the Bible. Through the Bible. Right. His word. It's the, the word of God. That's, that's why it's called the word of God. And so this is what the Bible says, and this is, this is where we have to claim these things. So I'll put some of these verses on. Right now, I'm just testifying right now, okay? So I'm just telling you guys where I'm at. So I, I, I read and read and read, and I'd claim verses, and I, I started a, a thing in my phone where I'd, every time God spoke to me, I'd write down these verses and, and how it spoke to me and what God was doing in my life. Here at 1 John 4.18, There is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear, because fear hath torment. He that feareth is not made perfect in love. So I knew right there that my thinking had to be wrong. You know why? Because if it was making me fearful to pray and fearful to talk to God, then something was wrong in my thinking. Because there is no fear in love. I can run to the Father with open arms and completely trust Him. And if God be for me, who can be against me? So I knew that that thinking was wrong. But I was still battling. Bible says in 2 Peter 1, 2, grace and peace be multiplied unto you through the knowledge of God and of Jesus Christ. Well, I'll tell you, that type of thinking gave me no peace. It actually did the opposite. It robbed me of my peace. Of my peace. So I knew that was wrong. Hebrews 4, 16 said, let us come, therefore come boldly unto the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy to find grace and help in time of need. I mean, that, that's a very description of what he's saying. And I'm thinking, I wasn't boldly coming before the throne of grace. I was actually like, okay, I'm going to pray or, or I'm going to watch the words that I say. I'm, I'm just being honest. It was just what I was going through. 
but he said he'd give grace to help in the time of need. The Bible says in Romans 8, 31, what shall we say uh, to these things? If God be for us, who can be against us? And one night I was, I, was, I was reading and praying and I went up to my room and I got alone and I was, went down and tried to do something and I was, I was so messed up that I couldn't and I went back up to the room and all of a sudden I was listening to my earbuds and the song, The Blessing, came on. And it says it. And sometimes people get upset about songs repeating. I'll tell you, I needed it to repeat over and over again. And it said, he is for you, for you, for you, not against you. He is for you. And, you know, for, for your children and future generations. And, and I wept like a baby. <laughs> I was like, and you say, well, you've been doing that a lot lately. Yes, I have. And I know it. And, and, and sometimes I feel like just a little girl. And sometimes I just feel like a broken dad. But I don't know. Uh, but I, it, I, I realized this, that I had to line up my heart with God's word. Because that's how we cast out fear. And I don't know what God is going to do at the end of my story. I don't. I don't know what God's doing at the end of all this. And, and I, through the course of this, I can tell you guys right now that some of the things that I'm going to talk about, I've already talked about because these are just things that I've said as I've been processing. But I don't think that I'm the only one that has had these thoughts. And I don't think that you maybe are not there or you might not be there in the future. I, I believe that you could be. So I'd like to talk through this, biblically speaking, and just tell you what the Bible says. And I would love to hear feedback as we do this. I would love, I'm going to ask you some hard questions at the end of this, and you guys get ready, and then, then we'll split, uh, split in the time to pray. So here, here's the thing, all right? All I can do right now is dwell on truth and what I know right now. I cannot totally focus on what I don't understand, because I, I, if somebody comes up to me and says, could God spare your child, but he hasn't spared this person and this person? And to be honest, I come out of those because I say, I'm not in your situation. I can't vouch for what God did or did not do in them. And, and I've had to explain that to people and stuff. Their journey is not my journey. And, and I, have to, I have to walk my journey where I'm at. So if you come to me and say, so if God heals Logan, but he didn't heal so-and-so, I don't have the answers for that. But I also know that that wasn't my spiritual journey to go through. God's put me on this spiritual journey right now. So uh, we can get wrapped up in the what is the will of God for the outcome that we miss out on doing God's will in the waiting. And I truly believe that. I think we, we're so worried about what's going to come out of this situation. But in reality, God's told me what to do right now. And I think that that's what I have to live out. This, this is the will of God. This is what God's desire. And that's when we talk about the will of God. You can just interchange it and say the desire of God. This is God's desire for your situation. This is God's desire for your family going through this. So let's study this. Here's the passage. Okay, this is the big one, the main one. When we get into this. And this is the confidence that we have in him. That if we ask anything according to his will, he heareth us. And if we know that he heareth us, or hears us, whatsoever we ask, we know that we have the petitions that we desire to him. So to be honest, just so you guys know that we're not going to finish this today. So I'm planning on rolling this over into next Wednesday, because the more I got into this, it, just, it was just a lot of stuff. But look at the, the beginning of it. Let's just start breaking this down. First John 5, 14. And this is the confidence that we have in him. The word confidence is assurance. Confidence means that I can trust him. Confidence means that I can ask and seek him, meaning that I can stand firm on what I'm about to teach you. 
that I did not have confidence in my prayers before because I didn't understand or I had fear from what people were saying that, that came into my life as a result of this. So I, it robbed my confidence. But I want you to know that God wants you to have confidence in your prayers. He wants you to be confident in these things. So let me give you an illustration. Back up one verse in verse 13. These things have I written unto you that believe on the name of the Son of God, that ye may know that you have eternal life, that ye may believe on the name of the Son of God. You know what he was saying is you can have confidence in your salvation. You know why? Because God said it. And, and I think there's certain things that we need to just read and just, I need to face tomorrow with whatever comes my way, being confident in what I'm reading and explaining right here. So he was telling us to have confidence. God desires for us to come to him with confidence. Let us boldly come before the throne of grace. So let's read verse 14 again. And this is the confidence that we have in him. That, so it connects the confidence to this, that if we ask anything, we can ask him anything. According to his will, he heareth us. It wasn't just saying to pray for the will of God. The Bible was telling us to pray for anything. anything. <laughs> it's like according to his will. So, it's, so sometimes the people will just, just pray the will of God, just saying, well, I just want God's will to be done. I want God's will to be done. Well, then you're, you're not asking for the anything. You're, you're just throwing your hands up, just saying whatever comes, it's okay. But that's not how God works. So let, let's explain this. We, if we ask God anything according to his will, so let's answer what is his will. The will of that Greek word right there means a determination. It means a choice, especially uh, of purpose or decree or, or, or violation. It means a desire or pleasure. So let's, let's make application of this because we take that definition now and we begin to break it down, okay? His will is his desire, Okay, it, that's, that's what it is. His will is his desire. So what is his desire? It must line up according to his purpose. When you're praying, God is asking for our prayers to line up according to his purpose, according to his mission. God's mission was to seek and to save that which is lost. God's mission is to take what you're going through to pull him closer to you. That is his mission. In, in all of his things that we're praying for and everything that we ask for. God wants good to come of it. People to be saved, lost to be redeemed. God wants good to come from it. God's not going to just throw things into your life to make you miserable. God doesn't do that. It, it, the, it has to line up with his desire. Um, I, I, I would never have learned so much about praying if I didn't go through this with Logan. I just simply wouldn't. I, and, and I would never ask to go through this ever again. I wouldn't. But I can tell you this, I have grown as a Christian more in the last eight months than I have in my whole life. And you sit there and say, what kind of pastor were you before this? I'm like, I'm just saying there's certain things that you cannot read about or hear about you have to experience. There are certain things that I promise that Daniel and Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego and all of them could stand up and testify in a way that me and you never could because they've been through some things to witness some things and experience some things for themselves that cannot be taught in a book. But God's desire is to allow things that we go through and the things that we pray for uh, to, to work and do great things through us. Call unto me and I will answer thee and show thee great mighty things which thou knowest not. 
So God's desire, and there is some misspellings in here, Richard pointed out, and I thought that I had it checked, but I might have friended the wrong one. God's desire for us is to desire to see him do great things. God, God's will for our lives is that you have a desire to see God do great things. So it's not just whatever you want. God's saying, I want you to call unto me, and I want to show you great mighty things. I want you to ask for these things. God desires for us, this, for us to do this. This is my theme verse, and I'll be pointing through this as we go through this. Now unto him that is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that worketh in us. Think, what, does, what does that verse alone kind of tell you about what God's capable of doing? Now unto him that is able to do stuff. No, now unto him that is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that worketh in us. So that's literally saying that the working of the Spirit of God that dwells inside of our hearts is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that worketh within us. So I, 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 I point out so many things in here, but I can say that I think oftentimes we limit God. God wants to do so much more in the church and so much more. And we, we love to tell the stories about when God did exceedingly abundantly above. That's actually what church is all about. If, you, if they come to Sunday school, let me tell you what God did with a rock. What did he do with a rock? People, you guys tell me, what did God do with a little rock? He brought down a giant. What, what, what did God do with the jawbone of a, giant, or, or, uh, of a donkey? What did, and all the stories in the Bible are about that. So let me ask you, do we serve the same God today? Amen. Do you know what he wants to do in our lives? Way more than you ask or think. He, he's not limited. And, and this isn't some sort of charismatic, touchy-feely, like naming. I'm not, I'm not saying that. But I think sometimes we get so afraid of some of the things that we see in, in, out in the world and everything that we back off and we limit ourselves according to what God wants to do. That is New Testament, okay? I'm not, I'm not bending something out of uh, context of this, uh, that according to the power that worketh in us, that proves that it's the New Testament. Why does that last phrase prove that it's New Testament? It's the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is God with us. It's not even where they were running to the top of the mountain with Moses to experience a touch of God or the presence of God. The Spirit of God was with them through God. And here's the reason why. You talk about for his desire. You know, what, you know why his desire is to do that? What, what is the reason that God wants to do great things in all of our lives, in the church, in our kids, through vacation Bible school and Easter and everything? What is the reason for it? To bring glory, to, bring glory to God. Next verse. Unto him be glory in the church. By Christ Jesus through all ages, world without end. Amen. Unto him. It's all about that. You talk about praying for the will of God. It doesn't matter what you're going through. If you're praying for a house, you're praying for a job, you're praying for your kids, you're praying for your church, you're praying for revival. The end result of the reason that it has to line up with, because God's saying it, your, your prayers have to line up with the desire of God, which is according to him wanting to bring glory through your situation, through everything. So it's like, I don't care how crazy and extreme it seems and says, that, that's bizarre. And God says, I want to line it up to where at the end result of it is that. He say, that's, that's back in the Bible. No, by Jesus Christ throughout all ages, world without end. Don't limit God. I think we limit God too often. And then it's also, it's, it's, it's his pleasure or the will of God is talking about his pleasure to bring him glory. You know, and, and I think, can I just tell you guys that there's, 
things that, that we need to stop asking God for his will to be done in certain things. And I'm, I'm just being real with you guys. There, there, some people will sit there and say, if it's the will of God, sometimes we just sound stupid by saying that. Okay, would you pray with somebody and say, I'm praying, to, I'm praying for my lost loved one to be saved. And you say, well, let's just pray. Well, if it's God's will, is it God's will? Amen. Well, how do you know that? I'm lying it out with the scripture. <laughs> I'm not willing that any should perish, but all, let's just say somebody comes up and they're praying and they're asking for the, for the will of God uh, concerning whether I should have an abortion or not. Is the, is, should, do we need to pray and ask if that's the will of God? Why is that? Because it's in the Bible. I already know his will. I, I, I can line myself up with the desire of God. I'm praying according to his will. That's why that thing says in violation of it, it says it's you, you, if, if it lines up, if I'm praying according to the will of God, and if, if it doesn't line up and I'm praying for something that gets us off course, God's not going to answer it. So if, if, if I'm praying whether or not I should punch my neighbor, if I'm praying that my neighbor's house should burn because he drives me crazy and plays loud music or praying for, uh, you know, I'd be going on and on. If I, I'm praying if God, I hate that person. I'm just praying if it's his will that I should forgive him because I don't think, you know, yes, it's God's will. It's already God's will. Don't pray. So there's certain things that you're going to find out what the will of God is just by reading the Bible because the will of God is his desire. The will of God is his pleasure. The will of God is things that bring him glory. It's, you can know what the will of God is in certain things because he tells you. He tells you what it is. He tells us. So, we have studied God's word, and I want to just look into what this say. I will, all the promises that God tells us about this, he's, he gives us these things to claim, but there are some things that we just don't, it's not in the Bible, okay? Should, should I move? I don't know. So what do you do? I, I, I pray for the will of God, because I don't know. Should I take on this new job? I don't know. Uh, should, should, I, should I marry a certain person? Should I go to this certain college? Should I, should I sell my house or whatever? But I can tell you, you can know if it's the will of God by just starting to line it up according to what you do know. Is it going to bring you, is it going to say, well, I'm going to take this job. I'll make a lot more money, but I'll never get to go to church anymore. Oh, let's think about that one. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm going I'm to I'm get this new house, but it's, it's great. It's going to strap me so much that I'll have to work overtime all the time and I'll probably never get to see my kids. Live in a smaller house and spend time with your kids. I can tell you what the will of God is because of that. Because I'm praying according to his desire. I'm praying according to his pleasure. I'm to glory to the glory of God, according to the glory of God. All these things, does it edify? Does it accomplish his purpose? We can know what these things are. The Bible even says, If you lack wisdom, let a mass of God that giveth to all men liberally and upbraideth not, and it shall be given to him. So, but there are things that we do know that are his will. So let me, let me just show you what this is, and this is the big thing. It's like I, 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 I can tell you what the will of God is for you right now. I'm going to tell every one of you what the will of God is for you, okay? And this is the confidence that we have in him, that if we ask anything according to his will, he heareth us. And if we know that he hears us whatsoever we ask, we know that we have petitions that we desire, or that we desire of him. So... What is the key that thing in that passage in the, both those verses that God's telling us to do? Ask. It's ask. So we sit there and say in our prayers, well, whatever God's will is, and God says, okay, the will of God that I'm asking, my desire is for you to ask. So you know how this changed my prayer? 
I, I'm not worried about the outcome of this, and I'm not sitting there just saying, well, if God's will, God's will, God's will. God finally spoke to me and says, my will for you is to passionately ask me. Ask me. Just come to me and ask me. If, you know, and, and inside that verse, when it lines up with this, ask anything, anything. And if, and if it's not his will, he's going to tell me, and he's going to show me because I'm seeking him through this. So, he's gonna so the, the, the key to why we might not be experiencing great things from God is maybe because we're not asking. Okay, so let me just show you. Let's go back to Ephesians 3.20, okay? Now unto him that is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we... There it is. <laughs> it's like, do you realize the exceedingly abundantly above all that you ask? Or think according to the power that worketh in us. It, it's not just according to thy will be done. God says, I know, I told you my will, it's in the Bible. Why aren't you asking? Why aren't you asking? So I, I, I've learned this to, to, to boldly ask God. And I'm asking for him to do exceedingly abundantly above what we ask or think. I did that when they gave us that pill. I started praying. I said, little is much. I posted in our thing, little is much when God is in it. They said it does this. I'm asking for more. I'm asking for more. You know why? Because God promised that he can do more. Right. He, he said they can. Above what we can ask. In 1 John 5, 14, when he says that if we ask anything, God's will is for us to ask, ask for these things. He does great things through our requests, through our burdens, through our passions, through our desires. Ever wonder why this generation doesn't see great revivals? I'm going to ask you guys, do, does this generation seek to ask God for great revivals? Do we seek? To, are, are we asking for? Ever wonder why we don't see great moves of God? I'm going to ask you, are we asking God to see great moves of God? So I want to challenge you guys today with this, and I'll spend the rest of this time just, oh my goodness, it's 737? Wow. All right, we're, we got time. I'm going to keep doing this because I'm, I'm excited. <laughs> Kids won't be out for a little bit, so let me show you this. This is the will of God for you right now. Number one, God's will is for you to ask. And you say, you already pounded it. No, I haven't even gotten started. Let me show you this. Jesus is teaching the Sermon on the Mount, okay? And he's telling them how to pray. Matthew 5, 6, and 7, when he's sitting there and he's teaching the disciples, and I will roll over it, and this is going to be on Sunday that I'm teaching through some of this, not the exact same thing. And Jesus is pouring into them about the power of God, the working of God, the working of the Jesus, everything that he's coming to do on the Sermon on the Mount. Think about when he starts teaching them about to pray. When they pray, enter in the closet, shut the door, pray the Father which is in secret, all those things. Matthew 7, 7, he says this. You guys ready? Here's the, what's the first word? Ask. Ask, and it shall be given you. Seek, and you shall find. Knock, and it shall be opened to you. You sit there and say, even in the teaching of Jesus, it wasn't just sitting there saying, if it be thy will, God's saying, I'm going to tell you my will. This was Jesus that came to do the will of his father to deliver the message and said, ask for everyone that asketh receiveth and he that seeketh findeth and to him that knocketh it shall be open. So God was saying right there in this passage, what his desire for your heart right now is to be is for us to have a burden to ask. We're not just asking, we're asking the king. We're asking the one that does the impossible above what we ask or think. And he says in this passage, so uh, asking for the will of God doesn't mean that we're removing our heart's desire to ask God. The word ask means to beg, to call for, to crave, to desire, to cry out. You are asking for what you desire. We're talking about God's will, 
And God starts talking to us about what's on our hearts and our minds. I thought about this. Do we miss out on God answering prayers because we don't ask for what's on our heart? James 4, 2, you have not because you ask not. You have not because you ask not. So he desires for you to give him your request. Be careful for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your request be made known unto God. I'm going to ask you guys, what is your request? It's what's on your heart. This is, this is what I'm asking God to do. In the peace of God, which passes all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Do you know why that spoke to me? What would you guys say is the reason why that spoke to me about requesting God? Because of the second verse. Let, or, or go to verse 7, Richard. When he says this, and the peace of God which passes all understanding. Because when he's saying, when you request, I'm going to deliver it and pass or, or sandwich it up with, with the peace of God that comes with that. You're never going to get close in the time of intimacy of praying with God and not have God speak to your heart. Now, I gave this illustration when I spoke on something similar to this a while back, but I think it makes sense, and hopefully it makes sense to you. When Logan and Morgan have their birthdays, and we're getting ready for that, they have their birthdays in May. They're getting ready May 19th and May 23rd. So we go to them, and as parents, we want to do big things for them. So, Logan, where do you want to go for your birthday? Why do I ask my son where he wants to go for his birthday? Think about it. I'm a dad. How many of you are parents in here? Okay, when you ask your kid, what do they want for their birthday, why do you ask that? I want to give it to them. Do you know what I want? Do you know what would make me really happy at that time? For them to tell me what they want. Now, that doesn't make sense to the kid. They're sitting there saying, Dad, whatever, you know, whatever. It's like, no, I want to know what's on your heart. It is a big deal for a dad to ask their kid, what, what's something really cool that you would want? Let, let's say I've been saving money or I've got resources. And by the way, God has resources. Amen. God's not limited. And he's sitting there and saying, I, 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 want, I want you to ask me this. So do I want my son to trust me? Of course. So if Logan comes back and he says, Dad, and this is typical of Logan because Logan's not assertive and, and you know, he's not demanding. Jordan would give me a list. <laughs> Jordan, Jordan would have it typed out and emailed, okay? But Jordan, Logan's more of this. It's like, uh, Dad, just, I don't know. I trust you whatever you want. But the, see, the thing is, I can't exceed his expectations if I don't even know what he wants. Now, I'm not even saying that God's sitting up there trying to figure this out. But God takes pleasure in his children of us asking, Okay? So as your father, I want to hear your heart. The instruction that I gave him as a dad, tell me what's on your heart. So as a father, I want to know what's on your mind because the dad has resources. I have money saved up. I, I have a car to take you to these places. From a father's perspective, I would love to do this for you. And, and, and it, it brings me joy. I get excited at Christmas to, to, to see my kids open the gifts that we've saved up to give them. My desire as a father, listen to this, my desire as a father, or could I put it like this? My will as a father, because those words are the same, is for my kids to ask. God's desire or God's will for his children is for them to ask. And the truth is this, oftentimes I already know what they would like, but I enjoy exceeding their expectations. I enjoy it. When they were little, we would go on vacation and I remember going on vacation when we first started being able to do this, and we took the kids to Disney World, and it was a big deal. And I remember the fact that it was the first year that we were going to fly to Disney World, because you know what my kids loved? 
They love going to Disney World. Do you know what my kids hated? Two days in the car and two days back in the car. And like, are we there yet? No, we, we have 1,100 more miles, son. How long is that? Well, it's a lot of peace stops. I can tell you that. It's just a lot. It's going to be a long time, all right? So just buckle up. In that year, we were going to say, where would you like to go on vacation? And they were like, Disney World. And they're like, ah. Oh. And I said, and by the way, we're flying this year. And it's like, what in the world? Oh, my goodness, Dad, Mom. I'm like, do you realize that that is the desire of God of exceedingly abundantly above that you ask or think? It is, it's above what you ask or think. It, to exceed their expectations of that. Don't limit God. If we ask anything, ask big. Trust God for who he is. Remember how big your God is. It, it's asking big shows your faith. My prayer for Logan is I, I, I know who you are, and I, I'm, I'm just transparent. I, I've prayed this prayer a thousand times. I don't know how many times you're supposed to pray, but it, it was just stuck on my heart. I, I've read in the Bible where the, the Roman soldier came up to Jesus and Jairus comes up to Jesus and the different stories, and he says, just say the words and my servant shall be healed. So I just had that stuck in my mind, and I've said over and over again, I said, Lord, speak to my cancer and tell it to die. You know why? Because there's power in the name, in the words of Jesus. There's power in his words. And I don't even know if it works like that. I know the Spirit of God, and we have the advocate of the Father and, and Jesus and all this stuff. But I'm just, I'm just reading through the Bible and reading these stories about how Jesus spoke to the storm. Here they are in the middle of this. The storm is there. And he said the word to the storm, peace be still. And the, and the storm stood still. Because why? Because he's, he had the authority over it. God has the authority over cancer. Amen. So why am I not asking God and just sit there saying, I hope chemo works, or I hope this works, or I hope surgery works, and all these other things like that. And God's saying, I have the words of eternal life, and I have the words to be able to speak and create the worlds into existence. God has the power of this. Think, think about why did Peter walk on water? Why did Peter walk on water? After what? Yeah, but before that, Peter said, can I come? Peter asked Jesus, can't bid me to come out of the water and walk unto you. That's, that's what he said. Bid me to come unto thee. Do you know how Peter was able to experience something that wasn't normally happening? Because Peter had enough faith in God to ask for the unexpected and unexplainable. He said, let me do what normally does not happen. Why did Peter get to walk on water? Because he asked God. He asked God for it. You know what? God, according to his will, the desire of God is for us to practice and have faith. God desires faith. And God's looking at them and says, well, that doesn't normally happen. But I like that, that he's getting what my will is. My will is for us to walk by faith and not by sight. Doesn't make sense to, for anybody to walk, but he gets it. And God blessed him because it had matched and lined up with his will. Joshua was fighting the Amorites and he prayed that the sun would stand still. Did it? Yes. Does that make sense? No. But it was great faith to accomplish the will and the job that God gave them to do. Elijah prayed down fire from heaven. Do you know why Elijah prayed down fire from heaven? What was his motive? Glorify to glorify God, that they might know that there is a God in Israel. Gideon prayed for the wool to be wet on one side and then for the ground to be dry and then dry and then wet and vice versa of that. Why did God bless that? 
because he trusted and asked God. And a lot of times people have different perspective of that verse and stuff, but he asked God and he was able to experience the prayer of Jabez, the powerful prayer in the Bible. You know why it's powerful? Because during the time of Jabez, when he was asking God to expand the land, there was no land. He was asking God for the impossible. The land was locked up. It was all passed on from generation to generation. He was asking, God, expand my coast. And Jabez called on the God of Israel, saying, Oh, that thou wouldest bless me indeed and enlarge my coast, that thy hand might be with me, that thou mightest keep me from evil, that thou mightest not grieve me. And God granted him that which he requested. You say, how many other people had what he had? I don't know, but I know the dude that asked for it got it. And I know that right now you're sitting there saying, Name it and claim it. You almost sound like a name and claim it. I'm going to, just before you label me as anything, I have not said one thing that I've not read a verse for. Okay, just so you know. And, and by the way, if he says it, you can claim it. If I, you, it's not about you name it and claim it, but if he names it, you can claim it all day long. Because that's what standing on the promises of God is all about. Hannah prayed that she would have a child when she was barren, and she had a child. All these things. You know Why? In, in Luke 18, 27, he said unto them, these things which are impossible with men are possible with God. God does great things above what we could ask or think. God's will or God's desire for my life and your life right now in this moment is for me to ask. Now, of course, it's according to his will, but I'm saying God's given us the instructions of what that is. He's not, I'm, I'm not going to pray for something that goes against the character of God, that goes against family, that goes against the furtherance of the gospel or anything like that. It's, it's time to quit. Man, it is. We have to pray. I don't want to get on here. All right, let me just finish with this. Okay. So God wants us to pray for your heart's desire. God wants us to pray so in 1 John 4, 5, 14, the second verse in verse 15, he said, if we know that he hears us, and we'll get into this verse next week, big time, whosoever, whatsoever we ask, we know that we have petitions or answered prayer. That's what that word means. Petition means answered prayer that we desired of him. Do you know what he was saying in that verse? He wasn't just saying whatever you will. He's saying what you desired. It's right there in that passage. Um, Think about all the stories in the Bible that we just mentioned were specific things that they prayed for. God desires for us to not be vague and just say whatever your will. God asks for us to pray in specifics. And I've said this before, but just hear me out. When we pray vague prayers, how do you know that God ever answers your prayers? And I'm saying this, when our prayer life is like this, and I've heard people say this, Lord, be with the kids in Africa and be with the kids of this world and be with our nation and just be with us today. I, I mean, just how vague is that? I mean, it, it's just, you just don't even know what you're asking for. And I, I've learned through this that I begin to pray for specifics. When God says, call unto me and I will answer thee. In Matthew 7, when he's talking about prayer, and he says, of what, uh, which one of you whom the son asked bread? You know what bread is? It's specific. He's, he's not just saying, Lord, whatever you want. He asked for bread. And he talked about if you being evil know how to give good gifts unto your child, how much more should your Father which is heaven give good things to them that ask him? God was saying this. So let me, can I just testify and then we'll be dismissed. And I just want to make full circle with this. I started doing this and just writing down a thing that in my personal prayer list that I've been praying for that God did specifically. So here it is. At the beginning of, the, of our cancer journey, 
we were going before the church, and you guys remember that Sunday that we finally were able to come to church after like three weeks of being in the hospital, and we brought him before, we prayed over him. And Bob Morcom came up to me before he was one of the guys to pray over Logan, and he said, what specifically can I pray for? And I said, that's a good question. And I looked at Logan, we were in the back room, and I said, pray that his cough goes away. Because Logan had the pressure on his, on his lungs. And they said, there's not a medicine in the world that can make that cough go away. It's not something that he's sick with. It's the pressure of the cancer on his lungs that's making him cough. Nothing can make that go away. Four weeks later, his cough went away. We specifically prayed for that. They said that the cancer might not shrink because of the chemo that he had. By the time he had surgery, it had shrunk almost uh, around 60, 65%. We don't have the exact math, but we prayed. And you guys remember, if you followed our thing, I was like, pray for the cancer to shrink. We prayed for that specifically. Logan's heart rate was crazy. It would go up from 150 to 220, 230. I can show you the pictures of it on the monitors. Right now, we prayed that God would do this. He's off of most of his heart meds, and his heart rate right now is perfect. Do you guys remember me praying? Pray that he gets out of AFib. Logan was in AFib to the point where they brought him to a room, strapped him there, semi-sedated him, and zapped him twice where we had to hear him screaming as they literally electrified our son. To hear them say, we cannot get his heart back in AFib or out of AFib. We can't, can't get it back in sinus, which is a normal rhythm. Do you guys know without any medication or any kind of shocking that my son's heart today is out of AFib? He is in sinus rhythm right now. And you say, how is that possible? God literally did that in the specifics of us praying for that. They told us that the new medicine only had a 50-50 chance of working. We prayed specifically asking that. It shrunk 46%, and they said that he falls in less than 15% category because we prayed specifically. They told that it was a liposarcoma, and I told you guys at the beginning of this, it's 100% fatality rate. I prayed this. I literally said, God, let them be wrong. I prayed that out of my lips a thousand times. God, let them be wrong. The doctor Monday spun around in his chairs and said, I think we might be wrong about the diagnosis of your son's cancer. Now, you say, that was it. I, could, I can show you my prayer list. That, we, that was the specific thing that he announced that he could be wrong. My prayer on Monday was simply this. God, let us experience the unexpected. And every single thing that we heard on Monday was the unexpected. Now, we're not out of the woods yet. I'm, I'm, there's so many things left that I am asking God to do. There is. But I, I can tell you guys this. And this is the confidence that we have in him, that if we ask anything according to his will, he heareth us. He hears us. He hears us. And I think we're a generation that is so consumed about what the will of God is. And God said, I just, I told you, I told you. I, my desire for you is for, to have a generation that has faith and starts asking for God to do great things.